turning the microphone on. This episode is December, December Momentum. Dumb name. I want to get the December Momentum going. I want to get the podcast going again. And I just want to talk about some books that I read recently and kind of try to relate it to getting the momentum going in December. I think it's an important time because uh, it's easy to just say like, oh, holidays are coming up. I'm just going to chill, uh, eat whatever for three weeks, and then I'll, I'll make up for it in January. I think I'm getting too old for that, and it catches up to me. It, it's harder and harder uh, the past two years dropping that weight in January. So n- not just weight, though, just uh, as far as like getting the um, podcast, the videos, the blog, uh, the things I'm trying to create going. It it can be, again, like, if you have some momentum going, it's great. You lose the momentum, you have the inertia to start back up, and it can just be pretty difficult. So what I want to do is build that momentum up. And here are the five, actually, it's it's six books here that I have. So I do want to do a kind of like 2021 recap of all the books that I read this year. It was something like nothing crazy. I think I have done a book a week before this year slowed it down. I think it's something like 24. And a few of those are just like audiobooks that I don't remember because I wasn't paying attention. Some of them are audiobooks where I was paying attention though. Anyway, uh, these, but, but this episode is going to be six recent books that I've completed in the past couple months and a quote from each with some thoughts about how it relates to some December momentum. So number one, Breathe by Hickson Gracie. He is a legendary fighter from Brazil, part of the legendary Gracie family. And he talks about, in this book, a great book if you're interested in fighting books, he talks about growing up in Brazil, growing up as a Gracie, and then fighting in Japan for... Uh, his, yeah, like early days of MMA and just, yeah, really being a pioneer in MMA. One thing that has stuck out from this book is he talks about his dad and his uncle and how at a certain point, I think like each of their marriages wasn't working out and they just said, okay, this is not going to work out. We just need to have a bunch of different wives and then have a I think it's like have as many sons as possible was the goal. They end up with something like 21 or 18 sons between, between them, uh, with multiple wives. Um, and that creates, uh, this legendary family of fighters. Anyway. Okay. So the book quote I have here, he says, when a champ has only physical ability, he is incomplete. That's the difference between a champion who is stagnating and one who's dynamic. After tennis, great Roger Federer lost a few matches and felt that his competition was catching up to him. He reinvented himself. He studied his swing and began to hit the ball closer to the ground. That's the end of the quote. I'm not looking to entirely reinvent myself, but I do know, as mentioned, getting older, health is just becoming more and more important to just maintain it, try to add some muscle, and... Yeah, I'm just really trying to like buy into that idea that um lean body mass is really going to be what matters later. So I've been trying to do bigger, leaner, stronger. It's a kind of like a 
bodybuilding split. I've seen the strength going up. The body fat is not going down, but as long I'm somewhat all right, as long as the body fat is, or as long as the strength is going up as well. So uh, the other thing, I guess not just in terms of like this whole December momentum thing is not just for workouts and diet and that sort of thing. Just, um, I have been making videos and doing some of the podcasts here and there, but it's been in kind of like fits and starts. And then I would get distracted, uh, by various things and not really, I, I was very inconsistent this year. I would try to do like Twitter threads and then come back to the podcast and then make some videos. And one of the things that it seems like maybe this happens every year, but I'm trying to work out like which medium I want to focus on. I think podcasting is definitely like the one that I always come back to as like, that's the one I enjoy the most. Um, another thing as far as like, again, not, not like entirely reinventing myself, but, uh, Amy and I moved to San Francisco last year and then for probably like half of this year, it, it wasn't as easy to connect uh, with like new people, participate in communities. So hopefully that'll be more possible next year. Kind of making some excuses up. I definitely could have done it this year, but well, that's the whole point of this is to build up some, some momentum. Um, even with like online communities, I've started to post a little bit more in some of the communities I'm in. And then book number two, the Sovereign Individual by James Dale Davidson and Lord William Reese Mogg. I read this. This is one of the like h- harder books that I've read as far as just like, it, it made me realize how a lot of the nonfiction books that I read are kind of like pop psychology, sort of like uh, pop self-development books that are, it, it's great because they write very simply. Um, something to make the concepts easy to absorb. Sovereign Individual reminded me that there are dense books about kind of like heady topics. And also, my main takeaway is I don't know anything uh, about politics. Not that I don't know anything. I think I'm pretty, um, I just have like a few blind spots. I know about like tech. That's kind of like what I know. And then beyond that, um, huge blind spots. Don't know how government works, really, politics, finance. And this book is kind of about how all of that works together, uh, along with tech. It's really interesting in that it was written, I think, in 96 and published in 1997. But it just really nailed um, cryptocurrencies and how that will affect the future. And of course, like there are even more predictions in the book about where that heads beyond that. Um, and that, that was how, how I heard about it, just seeing it mentioned over and over and over as kind of this like known thing. I saw Naval had a thread uh, maybe last year or a few months ago where he just says like, oh, the sovereign individual thesis as kind of like an aside. Um, and so I was like, okay, I should probably read this book. Maybe it's worth understanding. I'm I'm glad I read it, and I think it did actually like change how I look at the world. So that's kind of really what you want out of a book, and a good sign that it was a book worth reading. And the quote that I have here is: "Gunpowder weapons radically altered the nature of society in yet another way. 
they separated the exercise of power from physical strength. This is, I, I was trying to put it like a joke here, but I already kind of like spoiled it. I was going to say like, at this point in time, physical strength is great. And I kind of talked about that already, that my str- strength has been going up the past couple months and I want to keep that going. Then kind of dial in uh, some of the some of the eating. But here's another quote uh, to talk about. So they say, the coming transformation is both good news and bad. The good news is that the information revolution will liberate individuals as never before. For the first time, those who can educate and motivate themselves will be almost entirely free to invent their own work and realize the full benefits of their productivity. That's the end of the quote. And yeah, they in The Sovereign Individual, they talk about how the information was controlled by the church where people were like hand copying books in a scriptoria. And then, of course, like the printing press comes and then governments kind of control uh, the flow of information. And then the Internet made it really possible to like made information so much more accessible. And then now in the last 10, 20 years, um, the ability to create and distribute information has gotten substantially easier. Uh, Just the idea that you can record a video on your phone and then put it on the internet within 10 minutes, something like that. And now a billion people can access it from their phones. It's crazy when you think about that. Um, But as far as like how this affects education... You can kind of learn anything with videos online and uh, other resources online. And I've just been thinking about, I I bought like a good amount of courses this year on writing, making videos, podcasting. Again, like some distraction from just like, oh, I should do this thing. I should do that thing. And I should do this thing. Or like a lot of distraction. Um, But I am trying to consolidate things. Uh kind of filter through the courses that I enjoyed the most or that I think would be best to review or actually like go through the materials more deeply because some of them I really, I like bought them, skimmed them and it's not a good use of money. I could say that they're not cheap. So I want to go through those. And then I think really the foundation, like taking all of them, um, going through the content, you do start to see like the different patterns of content creation and it it is really that like writing is the foundation of everything if you are going to blog of course well of course like blog is directly like putting your writing online if you're making videos uh um signed up for like matt diavella ali abdal and captain sinbad they all have separate courses that i bought and all of them talk about like the importance of writing and writing the scripts you don't have to do like a word-for-word script but you can't that that can be helpful especially like when you're starting out but doing the outline practicing that and then podcasting always goes better when there's a nice outline which i'm using right now and just as an example i recorded a couple episodes yesterday i'm probably not going to post them i kind of tried to uh freestyle them a little bit and tried to like come up with quotes and pause and record and pause and record and, and now i'm remembering like how much easier it is if i take like 10 minutes to grab the quotes, put them in one doc, and then go through that. So another thing related to Sovereign Individual is is just the idea that these courses about writing, making videos online, 
that sort of thing, they all do kind of uh, align with this sovereign individual hypothesis where individuals will, like, the, I don't think it's happening in the next year or anything like that. Like, they have some um, ideas that will take, like, decades to pan out. But it does seem like it's moving in that direction where, especially with what happened with the remote work in the past year. Um, anyway, these are going to be useful skills, especially writing is always a useful skill. Next book, The Extended Mind. So this is book number three of six. Uh, the Extended Mind by Annie Murphy-Paul. This is about how there are a lot of books about like thinking and uh, they talk about this concept of, um, it's like, what is it? Um, like homo economicus, so, something like that. But it's it's a joke to say like some of these books have someone where the thinking all happens basically in a vacuum and the studies don't represent any real human on our earth. It's not like how someone would actually behave. And the extended mind talks about all the other things that go beyond just like what's between, uh, like what's inside of your skull that your body does some thinking. Um, you think with other people, you think with your environment and really enjoyed this book. And there's a lot of like very, uh, concrete takeaways about like, um, changing your environment uh, making sure to like schedule time with other people to uh, do thinking and then find people to give you feedback, things like this. And the quote here is engaging in effective imitation is like being able to think with other people's brains, like getting a direct download of others' knowledge and experience. But contrary to its reputation as a lazy cop out, imitating well is not easy. It rarely entails automatic or mindless duplication. Rather, it requires cracking a sophisticated code, solving what social scientists call the correspondence problem or the challenge of adapting an imitated solution to the particulars of a new situation. I think, um, as mentioned with like the creative work, I've imitated pretty poorly this year, but I think there's like a pretty clear path of the like online creators, um, online writers that I follow and admire it's simple, but it's not easy. And it pretty much looks like, and again, like with those courses that I mentioned earlier, uh, this was another common theme that like just consistency, it, consistency is the, the most important thing. And then everything aims to help you just, um, systems are important, right? Like you want to like have a system for how you're putting this content together. You want to have the same thing with like a workout. You want to have a system, but that system is there so that you can be consistent. If you can just be consistent with willpower, that's great. You're going to do well. Um, when that fails, the system's there for you. And yeah, so again, pretty clear path. Make things daily or weekly, regular cadence, depending on what you're making. Share them with people. And then you repeat until there's some feedback from those people and you have a very small audience. From there, you're not trying to, especially early on, um, if you're doing like some daily stuff, you don't have time to incorporate that feedback into what you're making right there and then, but you can incorporate it in the, the next things that you make and the next things and the next things. Hopefully your stuff improves, the audience grows, you have even better feedback. And it's really a matter of just getting that feedback loop going. And then you repeat that forever. Next book, Winning by Tim Grover. So Tim Grover also wrote Relentless and he was Michael Jordan's trainer has a good story where he was 
he, I think he played for Maryland, but he was a college basketball player, got injured, realized he's not going to play basketball professionally, but was able to find a way to make basketball his career regardless. And it was through training professionals. And I think he said, like, Michael Jordan was his first client. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, I think in the story, he, or in his, like, previous book, he talks about how he would kind of hold these training, like, maybe, I don't know if they're open runs, but like training sessions, um, with college players. And maybe Michael Jordan actually was his first NBA client. In any case, um, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, uh, these champions were all, uh, Tim Grover's client. And then this one has more about his relationship with Kobe. And here's the quote that he has, uh, or the, that I picked. He says, so I finally told Michael, grab your shorts. He thought I was crazy. Just do this. I said, bend over when you need a second to catch your breath and grab the bottom of your shorts, not hands on his knees, because I didn't want him putting pressure on his knees. But when he started grabbing the bottom edge of his shorts, he realized he was able to breathe more deeply and recovered so much faster. You can search the internet for yourself and find hundreds of pictures of him on the court between plays holding the edge of his shorts. That's the end of the quote. And you'll also find pictures of Kobe doing the same thing, grabbing the shorts, not putting pressure on the knees. And I put this here, just 2021 was a bit of a tiring year, I think, for many, many people. And again, trying to get the momentum in December going, but also planning to take that rest while at the same time, like taking, you know, taking easy for the last couple of weeks, but at the same time, remembering holidays are only two days, not all of those weeks. Um, don't need to like let myself go like too crazy. And then this other quote that he has here is we kept every game day consistent, trained the same muscles, did the same kind of workout, accounted for every component that might affect his shot and his endurance, eliminated as many of those variables as we could. So his body became prepared to play under the same conditions, regardless of the game schedule. That's the end of this second quote. And this is, yeah, just the importance of routine if you're trying to have consistent practices. So that's what I'm trying to do is work on the routine in these first couple weeks before we travel to Seattle and uh, just try to like work the kinks out of the routine so that I can come back in January ready to go. Next book is The Gap and the Gain. This is by Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. The this book is about uh, kind of like mental framing. So, uh, the what it is is yeah, like comparing to your past self instead of like a, an ideal future, um, because it, you want to be more grateful and um, look at the positive sides of things. And the quote here is: "The way to measure your progress is backward against where you started, not against your ideal." And then another quote here. The gap stresses you out. It taxes and ages your physical body. It, it erodes your emotional well-being. The gap is a habit. It's a habit we can fall into literally hundreds of times per day. We can spend hours each day in the gap, unhappy, resentful, regretful. If you spend extended periods of time in the gap, the compound effect of it will heavily shorten your lifespan. That's the end of the quote. And yeah, that's another thing actually mentioned in The Sovereign Individual that has me thinking. Uh, just the compound effect. It's um, pretty popular and like uh, just like, of, of course, like the power of compounding and 
that whole thing. Like you've, you've probably seen those charts or calculators where it's like save a hundred dollars a month and then you're a millionaire when you're 65. That I might be exaggerating there, but um, compounding is just a super powerful force. But it also works on the negative end as well. So if you're not taking care of your health every day, it. it I just recently like uh, reread or like kind of like skimmed through the slight edge, and yeah, it's this idea that like if you, we kind of default to uh, like a slight negative like uh, trend. So it takes effort to kind of just like maintain your health. You have to do certain things, and if you're not doing those things, making a few small negative decisions every day eventually will compound and then if you don't have your health then it kind of ruins everything else um and yeah the, the sovereign the reason i mentioned sovereign individual is uh it in like what they project out a lot of it is about just like getting to this war and like i said they're projecting out like decades for like the end of the century where like taxes will not be a thing and I, I might be like messing that up but like um and the idea of how much money you're paying in taxes imagine if that was compounded and then it's not great because it ends up being like a lot of money and um taxes are good they pay for things uh anyway so back to the gap in the game i also have started journaling and benjamin well, actually i started uh like with a physical journal where and that was really inspired by this book because Benjamin Hardy is a big proponent of journaling. And here he talks about writing, like he always takes the first page, when he has a new journal, he takes the front page to kind of like capture that moment in time. And then he can just always compare the front pages of all his old journals. And he has five questions. Here they are. He says, where am I right now? What are my wins from the past 90 days? What are my desired wins for the next 90 days? Where will I be in 12 months? Where will I be in three years? And won't answer those right now, but I am trying to like do this podcast weekly as a way to um, kind of like just capture, capture my life in uh, like week by week in, in some way. Uh, that, that's like one reason that I want to do this. And then... I guess, like, uh, speaking to, like, this December momentum theme, the gap in the gain, um, it can be, like, very, like, I keep saying, like, oh, it's for January, it's for January. Um, but, it, and I said, like, oh, it's been, like, a tough year, blah, 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 or, like, um, a tiring year. But a lot of really, really good things happened this year as well. So um, it, it's important to, like, look at that and, yeah, look at the gain. What did I... I've gained huge thing. Like I've gained a wife, I've gained a dog <laughs> and it, it doesn't like get much bigger than that. So, um, these are definitely things that I'm grateful for and moving to the next book. Oh, another thing that I've gained is, um, I've become a fan of Dune. So that's the last book, uh, that I'm still halfway, uh, about halfway through a little more than halfway through after watching the movie, go watch the movie. I think I've said that like in all these podcast episodes that I haven't uh, uploaded because they weren't that good so dune great movie i'm learning it's a great book and uh, I'll, I'll just go to the quote so um when we've rested jessica said we should continue with your lessons he suppressed a sudden anger said mother don't you think we could do without today you panicked she said 
You know your mind and Bindu nervature, perhaps better than I do, but you have much yet to learn about your body's prana musculature. The body does things of itself sometimes, Paul, and I can teach you about this. You must learn to control every muscle, every fiber of your body. You need review of the hands. We'll start with finger muscles, palm, tendons, and a tip tip sensitivity. She turned away. Come into the tent now. That's the end of the quote. And I'm reading on a, on a Kindle and things like Bindu Nervature and Prana Musculature, unless these are like real things. But I'm guessing if I highlight them, I'm going to find th- there's a lot of words in the book where I'll highlight it because I don't know what it is. And then it says, it'll just take me to like Wikipedia. And it's just like, oh, like a Dune term. And then I feel like kind of better because then I think oh, it's not my like lack of vocabulary. But back to the sovereign individual. Uh, just a quick, <laughs> there were terms in that book where I looked it up and just realized like, oh, I don't know any words. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, coming back again to Dune without spoiling anything. I, I don't think this, yeah, like this scene doesn't spoil anything. Like basically a lot of stuff happens to Paul and his mom still wants him to do, uh, the training. And this is just an, an important thing. Even though, like, a, a lot of stuff happens to him. Um, and what it reminds me of heading again into the new year, Atomic Habits, best nonfiction, self, or, uh, best self development book, uh, especially for beginners, James Clear. Uh, one of the things he says is that some of the best workouts happen when you show up and you're not feeling it and you still go through the workout because those are the days. That that really count because those are the days where you might break the chain, uh, lose that momentum. You string like two or three days off, then you start to think like, oh, "I don't need to do this at all," and then just there, there it goes. That's that's how resolutions end. Um, and uh, this, this just reminds me of that whole thing uh, in Game of Thrones where Bran asks his dad, "Can a man still be brave if he's afraid?" That's the only time a man can be brave. A couple weeks later. Ned gets his head lopped off. But if you are just thinking about like um, workouts, go to the gym. Uh, it won't be that da- it won't be as dangerous as what Ned experienced. And yeah, like to build those habits, you just have to show up when you're not feeling it the way that Paul does, does his training, and then that's that's gonna help you build that momentum. So this is this is a good thing. Y- when you're starting out a new habit, there's always going to be like the initial momentum, you have that dip, and then you need to find a way to like get that momentum back up over the threshold uh, to continue on and don't stay in like that bottom dip for too long or, or else it just might end there. And a nice way to do that, December momentum, uh, get that going, your dip will align kind of with the holidays anyway. And then you're no matter what, you're going to have the boost of momentum from January 1st. Thanks for listening. Those are six books and um, have a good night. I'm hoping to do one more episode before the new year and hopefully a few, but uh, if not, have a good new year.